welcome to Full of Words, the podcast where Sue and CJ explore the power of language and effective communication to drive business success. Join us for practical insights and thoughtful discussions as we explore compelling book writing and persuasive copywriting strategies while having a few laughs along the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full of Words podcast. I'm Sue Kennedy, one of your hosts, and I have with me the beautiful CJ, who is the other host, who is a beautiful copywriter. So welcome, CJ. Hello. Thank you. How are you, Sue? I'm really well. So in the studio today, we have another amazing guest, and she is all the way from beautiful Queensland, sunny Queensland. Not sure if it's sunny there today, but... It isn't here. I don't know about Adelaide, but anyway, welcome, Anita. We're very excited to have you here on the podcast with us. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thanks, Sue. And good to be here with you, CJ, as well. And I can confirm it's definitely beautiful and sunny here on the <laughs> sunny coast in Queensland. Wouldn't expect of... anything less. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. CJ said, She's probably going for a jog <laughs> in Queensland. She's probably going, doing something lovely and healthy out in the sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Queenslander do? Get out in the sunshine? <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as that sun's up, we're up and at them. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Yeah, so welcome. And we'd love to know a lot more about what you do. So, yeah, please share with us about you and what you do in your business. I'd love to, Sue. So, I am a visual artist and I primarily focus on really bold paintings for collectors that wanting to express themselves, especially in the sex positive expression realm. And how I got into that is because I grew up in a doomsday cult and I was very repressed and unable to express myself. And so when I ran away from the cult and became an artist, I gravitated to the artwork actually being able therapy for me to be able to get all the things out that I'd hidden or repressed. And then eventually it just became this beautiful thing that other people connected with and it helps them to be liberated and express themselves. So it's all about that bold, unapologetic self-expression in the artwork. Wow, what an amazing story you've just hinted at there in a couple of sentences. <laughs> it's definitely been a very big journey, very enlightening from dark to light. There's all so many facets of this story. We could talk about it all day, but we've only got half an hour. So <laughs> we often find that with our guests. We want to talk longer than half an hour, definitely. And we often feel like we could end up talking all day. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And yes, that painting of yours is very beautiful behind you. Thank you. And that's actually a painting of two friends of mine and they were doing a photo shoot and a friend took the photo. And when I saw it, it just had such emotion in it that I couldn't help. So I see things when I see a photo or see somebody, I capture an essence in my mind and then I have to paint it. So I just feel that this, and I know this podcast is about words, but it's interesting how art speaks the words without having the words. So that's what I love about it. So much emotion, so much feeling. Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And when you're talking about communication and expression, yes, you can use words, but art is definitely one of those formats that expresses things differently as well to different people. And so I think sometimes you might create a story about what's going on between the people or in the situation that you're looking at in your head. 
Yeah, exactly right. And that's the beauty too of the art is that everybody sees something different and connects with something different. And so the way that they explain it in words or how it feels to them is so varied and that's so good. I love it. Urban, yeah, I know like as I was talking earlier that I'm an artist as well as amongst other things that I do. But it's amazing how people, yeah, when they look at your paintings, they tell you different things. Yeah. Yeah, of what they see and you go, oh, I never thought of that. So, you know, it is actually really good that people see it from different perspectives. It's great. Yeah, I love that too. I think that's the one thing that I love the most as an artist is one, getting people to feel something and express it in their own way. Mm -mm. Yes. Exactly. I think that comes when people talk about the painting or something, you know, like I was just thinking that just made me think of my book club. I'm in two book clubs and you might think, I mean, sometimes people are like talking about books. Well, that sounds boring, (laughs) but there's been books that I haven't enjoyed that I've come away from book club appreciating more through somebody else's eyes when they've explained how they felt about it. And there's been things that I've missed in a story that people have said, Oh, but, you know, that, 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 and I, oh, yeah, and it's changed my view and perspective of the story. And I think the same thing happens with art when people discuss it and talk about what it means to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same. I love books. I love other people's perspective on what they've read as well because it's good. I love keeping an open mind and looking through someone else's eyes or someone else's lens. That's where the growth is really, isn't it? That's where the beauty is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Anita, how do you actually work with words and language in your business, what you do? Mine is all about the power of the story and especially my story of coming from a cult and being repressed and that journey, taking people on that journey to empower them. So I do it through my story, through the art with that story, and it's getting people to see through the power of my story that they're the hero of theirs. And the words I find that I gravitate to are the ones where it's emotive. It's all about the feeling because you can tell a story, but if there's no feeling behind it and it doesn't inspire or empower somebody, it's just meh. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you've got that feeling, yeah. So I'm always conscious of when I'm telling my story that story is not really about me, but the words are about empowering the listener or the reader or the watcher of the art through those words to feel and be inspired to express themselves, really. Did you say that you create art for people? So somebody might come along and say, I want something that expresses this and then work out what that is for them? Yeah, absolutely. So most of my work, like I travel around everywhere. I go overseas. I've got a lot of clientele in America and I do exhibitions, but a lot of my work is commission-based because my work is more portrait and expression of emotion. The commissions are where it's at for me because I get people to tap into, you know, if it's somebody who's not liberated but wants to come out and express themselves, I can help them tap into that with a piece of artwork. If they're already liberated and expressed, we just go, you know, great guns. We just amplify that a million times more. So the commission is a beautiful way of showcasing somebody, them as the hero, them how they want to see themselves, how they want the world to see them and just feel amazing in their body and in their spirit. Mm. That's incredible. I think, sorry, I keep jumping in on you, Sue. This is probably more your area being an artist, but I think about paintings that I have up or photos or like this one behind me at the beach, which is just a beach at sunset, but it makes me feel so happy when I see it every day. And I think if you're 
in a home location most of the time and you've got a painting around you that's going to empower you or remind you of what you're wanting to be, I think that makes it such a daily thing. It's like having a whiteboard, having your goals on a whiteboard, but in a beautiful artistic sense. Yeah, and you've hit the nail on the head because that beautiful painting that you've got behind you, and I love nature as well. Nature is my go-to. I'll go and sit out in my garden or go to the beach and meditate, and I feel this sense of oneness and connection when I'm out in nature, and then that inspires me to paint. So having a painting like yours is, for me, that would feel make me feel joy and calm and peace. So that's beautiful. So when it comes to portraiture, then it's about the person. Other things might be something else that you're trying to connect with. So yeah, it all, all art has its beauty and does what it's meant to do to connect you. Yeah. Yeah. So it speaks without speaking in words, as I said. It's so great. But then, you know, we think in words, don't we? We feel emotions. A painting and a picture can make us feel something. But when we're recounting, oh, I saw this fabulous painting and you've got to try and describe it, you know, and you've got to put it into words. It goes through another process. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I always, because I grew up in the cold and I was repressed and we were never allowed to, we were always told what to do. You know, we were so controlled that we couldn't think for ourselves, which means that I never had a voice. And so coming out of that, it took me a while to find my voice. And a lot of the time I was not be able to speak in words because I didn't know what to say. I didn't, my throat chakra was so closed. So it's really interesting that when you connect with something that makes you feel something and you get that voice back, you're able then to put it in words. Like if you'd have stuck me on your podcast maybe 20 years ago, I would have had nothing to say because (laughs) I had no voice. Yeah, so words, they're powerful. The feeling behind the words is even more powerful. Exactly. But to me, when you look at a painting, and I was just going to say the same as you, CJ, that it's like you're thinking those words. So you look at a painting and the thoughts that come to you, which are words, like they're just, you know, words that are silent words within you to try and explain it. And you are actually getting words. And like even like the couple behind you in that, painting like that you can look at that and all kinds of things can come to you like you know you could start asking your questions well I mean if us as a stranger was looking at that we could be going where were they when they were in that particular moment what was being said prior to that them about then you know like so you do start to think about things and whether that's a portrait as you say because you mainly do portraits but what's going on? Like, and that you can sort of look at it and then get all those feelings start coming up in you when you're actually looking at that. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it definitely opens up conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know where the conversation's going to go, but it, it's all good because at least people are talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is really important because, you know, communication's a huge thing. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast. So, yeah. Can I be nosy for a second, Anita, and ask if it can? Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to get permission first. You said a doomsday cult. Is that name or is it one? No. It's the type of cult. So it was a religious cult that prophesied doom and like Armageddon coming. So I call it a doomsday cult because they basically ghouled us or indoctrinated us to tell us that the world was going to explode in a fiery hell 
everyone was going to die except for us. Yeah, so it was all doom and gloom. It was pretty miserable. Mm. And I ran away from that when I was in my mid-20s. So I grew up in it. I married in it. I had two children. And by the time I hit my mid-20s, I was living such a horrid life and was so depressed and miserable. I was scared of the outside world because we were told it was evil and going to explode and everyone was going to die. But at the same time, I was so unhappy where I was, I decided to take the risk and run away and take my chances with my two little daughters under my arm just to give them a better life and to find some joy again. So yeah, doomsday, doom and gloom. It was not pretty. And what's interesting about it though, is I'm so grateful for the experience because going from the dark to the light, it's made me the artist I am. Those experiences have made me stronger. They've given me the words to communicate, to be more loving, to be more accepting, and to just appreciate the beauty in the world as opposed to problems. So it changed my whole trajectory. I wouldn't change it, put it that way. Mm. I wouldn't do it again if someone gave me a choice, but I'm (laughs) not bitter that it happened because I love my life so much and I love my art and people and the message behind it that I just wouldn't change it. Mm. That's incredible. And yeah, you got out with your two girls. Yeah. And then like, I've got three children now. So I had the two when I was married there. And then I had, and once I'd left, I met another man and we were together for quite a lot of years and we had a son. And so the three children have grown up just not like me at all, which I'm so happy for. They're so empowered. They know what they want. They're not scared to express themselves. And so I know that I left at the right time because they didn't ever experience anything that I did. And they got to just be fully who they are and explore life. Mm. They're not short of words. I can tell you they didn't have a problem finding their voice. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Oh, that's brilliant. And isn't that just a tiny reflection in my ignorant way, but I was thinking, in a setup like that, they're using communication and words to hold people back and yeah. to control people, as you say. And that shows you the power of words and language, doesn't it? I, I mean, that was, it does. It sounds like it was literally just using that kind of language to keep you afraid. Yeah, um, it was all about fear, guilt, shame, and the words used were all negative, aggression, be scared. So it is, the power of words are so right. Because I have that contrast now of where I was to now, and I'm always really conscious of using the words that are going to inspire, empower, that are going to be solutions, not problems. And it's really important to me with my communication and with anything, social media, copy, interviews, talking to people, that is at the forefront, that it's all positive because words have a huge impact. Certainly do, which leads into a great with the next question, it's very well into it. So what impact <laughs> those words and language yeah, have on the people that you work with? They, I speak to a lot of clients, especially the ones doing commissions, that if they've been in a dark place and have not been able to accept themselves or express themselves, because we go through a process when we create a commission. It's not just doing a painting. It's I will sit with that person and we will dig deep into where they're at, how they're feeling, where they want to be, what they want to express. And I take them on this journey. And I find that those words are so important because I often, somebody that hasn't been liberated and wants to, comes out at the other end and they have a whole different way of their life. Their life is just completely different. So 
the words in that process are so important. They're impactful, they're empowering, and they really liberate people. And I think not even just on that small scale, not even just on one-on-one, but that then has the ripple effect, which then then goes out to other people on a bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. It's incredible, isn't it? I always think that in business, when you're not just helping one person, whatever you're doing, I know when you say in business, it doesn't sound quite right, but if I'm helping one business owner express their value and their benefit to work with, and then somebody works with them and they have the benefit. And it is, there's a ripple effect. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. And that's what I love about it because it's bigger than us. It's not just us. And I'm actually, funnily enough, I'm actually in the middle of writing my autobiography and my publisher keeps kicking my ass because he's like, come on, this is so good. Let's get it done. Let's get it out there. And I'm taking my time because I'm really conscious of the feeling and the words behind the story, because I know that this story isn't about me. This story is about other people. And when this gets out, they're going to help so many people. So yeah, I'm just conscious of how I write this story so that it has impact on a bigger scale. Mm, Take your time. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) None of the publishers. I know. The publisher's like, you know, the first, as when he got to the first few chapters, he's like, oh, this is amazing. I can't wait. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, nah. Because the journey changes too as I'm writing it mm. and I start to remember new things or I have a new experience and so the journey starts to change a little bit as I also grow as I'm writing it. Yeah, so these things definitely, they're going to take their sweet time. All happens at the right time. It does. So, yeah, as a book coach, I'm saying don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's you, right. do it, you do it, yeah, in your voice because this is one thing with publishers, they, I mean, not all of them, but most of them want to just, you know, change it and be what they think it should be. So make sure that you don't do that. That's yeah, t- no. And I think I've got a really good publisher. He's really lovely. And I think he's just so excited because he yes. knows that this has got so much impact that he just wants to get it into the world. I know, I know. And I'm like, that'll yeah. do. I know, that's Look right. That. <laughs> It'll all happen in perfect timing. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, awesome. So talking about your book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the book without giving away everything, but just getting a bit of a teaser for everyone to perhaps, you know, maybe reach out to you and go, oh, I'll I'll do a bit of a pre-sale here. (laughs) Yeah. And there will be a pre-sale coming once I get it to a certain point. Look, it's really about, it starts with an experience and it's not a nice experience where my husband was strangling me. And so he had me basically off the floor by the neck against the wall and was choking me and my little daughter had woken up, run down the hallway and was like grabbing my leg and screaming, mommy. And that was a point that a light bulb went on for me that I need to get out of here. This is, I'm not going to live this life anymore. So the book starts with the journeys when the light bulb went on and then it takes you through, it's a journey about my experiences, but it's also about helping other people see if they're in a dark place, giving them the tools or resources to get out. And that doesn't have to be domestic violence. It can be anything. So look, I went through, just to backtrack a little bit, but there's a book called Building a Story Brand. I don't know if you've seen that one by Donald Miller. It's so good. And I read that as I started writing because it talks about how you take people on a journey to empower them you know, you tell your story, but you take them from a dark place to a good place. You're not the hero. They're the hero. And you're just the person that is helping them find their greatness. So that's what it is. It really takes from that 
first experience where the light bulb went on to then me discovering how I was an artist, how I got rid of, I went from repressed to expression and then taking them at the end that they can be, do and have whatever they want. So like I say, it's about me, but it's not really about me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and look, it's not a dark book by any means. There are some dark experiences in there, but there's some really funny stuff in there too. So because it's all about my, especially my sexual repression, because my art is sex positive. It's about that journey. And there's some stuff in there that as I'm writing it, I'm pissing myself laughing. So <laughs> it, it's not a book that, you know, you're going to pick up and go, oh my God, this is heavy. Even though it starts heavy, it really is that journey of dark and light, fun. Yeah. So anyway, I will have a pre-sale for it. Cool. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> You've got to start from a dark place because that captures the audience and to keep reading. Yeah. It's a good um, hook. So it's great. And I think I've noticed there's a real, I guess, I don't know if renaissance is the right word, but storytelling is coming back into media and advertising particularly. It's been lingering around advertising for quite a while. It's always been in advertising, but you find that brands that are successful tell their story and tell stories about their product and things like that. And I mean, it's eternal, I suppose. We love telling stories to each other. We love learning from each other with other stories. So I think that sounds like the way you're putting it together. You could just sit down and say, do this, don't do this, don't do that if this happens. But that's not going to be as impactful, as you said, as learning from somebody who's expressing and telling you the feelings and emotions. Yeah, that's right. And for me, like when I hear someone else's story, I resonate with it. I connect and go, oh, wow. I may not have been through that exact experience, but there's a feeling in there that you connect with. And it's so I think it helps us understand a bit better and to not feel like we're the only ones that are going through something as well if you are in a dark space. So Mm -hmm. whether it's a happy space or a dark space and those stories are really powerful in helping us connect with each other. That's a great way of communicating. I love it. That's brilliant. Oh, very excited. Looking forward to when you finish that. So. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah. So have you got a, uh, we always ask our guests to see if they've got an offer for our audience. Have you got anything that you'd like to offer our audience? At the moment, my commissions are really important to me because that really helps me help people express themselves in the way that they want. So I am doing at the moment free discovery calls where people can book them in. We can chat about how they want to be expressed. You know, whether you book a commission or not is another thing, but it just might light the fire for somebody to just be bold, really. Yeah. So I offer those free discovery calls with my commissions, but happy to talk to people regardless about my work and how it makes them feel in general. So the way that people can do that is just by going to my website, which is www.anitanavar.com, and there'll be a button there, free discovery call. Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes. So. Fantastic. I was just going to say, how can people find you? But you, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you so, so that's great. Yeah, so my website, and I'm also on the socials. I don't do the, any of them particularly regularly because I'm always in the studio. But pretty much my main ones are Instagram, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok. So any one of those you can go to, just with the handle at Anita Navar, and you'll find me. Perfect. Love it. That's fantastic. So would you like to add anything else? You got no, anything this else has been fabulous. Thank you. 
Nice. Apart from me touching my ears every five seconds, these little earpods aren't great for little ears. I have to keep them from falling out. Earpods never stay in my ears either. That's why I always have to wear the proper headphones. Oh, I think I'm going to do that next time because it's driving me crazy. But no, I've loved being with you both. It's just been awesome to be on this show. I've loved listening to the other people you've interviewed and I think that you're making a great impact and really helping people communicate with their words. So awesome work. Yeah, and thank you for sharing your story as well. It's been wonderful. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been fantastic to have you as a guest. So, Jay, would you like to add anything else? Or? No, I think for me, I think it's just reminding me to go and be creative. I was, <laughs> I'm going to show you something really silly here before. I was colouring in one of my daughter's little... <laughs> I love while we were waiting before just like painting with gold and silver paint and I was like it's really nice so it's just reminded me I just need to go and create some stuff be creative of any sort is really good for you (laughs) it really is it's really so good for the soul and you know sometimes I'll do little things like that too I just sit there and doodle and I feel you know it's great kids coloring and stuff so yeah whatever (laughs) you're feeling go with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, yeah, as always, we could stay here and continue the conversation, but we better Please. get on with yeah. our days. So thank you once again, Anita. It's been absolutely amazing to see Jay. Thank you. And to our audience, please do yourself a favour and, yeah, go and check out Anita on her website and socials and definitely keep an eye out for her book when she's finished. So thank you again, everyone, and we will be back next week with another episode. We look forward to seeing you and speaking to you then. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Full of Words. We hope you've gained valuable insights and enjoyed the journey with us. Keep honing your communication skills for success and join us next time for more exploration of the power of language in business.